वी हैव बीन सींग हाउ द प्रेजेंस ऑफ अ प्योर डिवोटी इज सो प्योरीफाइंग फॉर हिस फैमिली फॉर प्रीवियस फैमिलीज प्रीवियस टू प्रीवियस बर्थ ऑल्सो वेरी हेज टेकन इन दैट बर्थ ऑल्सो द सेवन जनरेशंस दे ऑल्सो गेट लिबरेटेड सो ट्वेंटी वन जनरेशंस आर लिबरेटेड ऑफ एन एग्जॉल्टेड डिवोटी विदाउट एनी डिज़ायर विदाउट एनी एफर्ट्स ऑन देयर पार्ट एंड इन द लास्ट वर्स वी सॉ नॉट जस्ट द फैमिली जनरेशंस हु आर हैविंग डायरेक्ट कनेक्शन बट इवन द एंटायर कंट्री की कटेशू वेर द डिवोटी टेक्स बर्थ एंटायर कंट्री इज प्योरीफाइड सिंपली बाई इज प्रेजेंस सो दस वी कैन अंडरस्टैंड वॉट इज द इन्फ्लुएंस देर आर वेरियस पीपल हु क्रिएट इन्फ्लुएंसेस बट वॉट इज द इन्फ्लुएंस ऑफ अ प्योर डिवोटी दैट बाई इज प्रेजेंस एंटायर कंट्री इज प्योरीफाइड ऑटोमेटिकली and here nursing dev is telling further my dear prahlad o king of the daityas because of being attached to devotional service to me my devotee does not distinguish between lower and high living entities in all respects he is never jealous of anyone so lord nursing dev is explaining a very unique quality of a devotee and this is very important quality sarvatmana na hinsanti hinsanti means envy or jealousy so envy or jealousy is the foundation of this material world so all of us here we are envious of krishna so when i was reading bhagavad gita for the first time so i was not able to understand envious of krishna <laughs> i don't even know krishna where is the question of envying krishna when i do not know anyone how can i be envious so it is the other way around actually because we are envious of krishna krishna makes us forgetful of him that is kindness of krishna because when we see the object of our envy what happens our heart burns we suffer so in order to mitigate our suffering we don't want to see the face of krishna we are so envious of krishna krishna makes us forgetful so thus originally we are envious of krishna thus we have become forgetful of krishna it is not that i do not know how can i be envious no that is our nature we are envious but here also we can understand that we are envious how when krishna tells in bhagavad gita what is the conclusion of bhagavad gita yes yes by this we can understand whether we have understood bhagavad gita or not so many times we you know when we are distributing books specially so we meet various people so they tell yes i have read everything i have read bhagavad gita so various people have read bhagavad gita various people have written bhagavad gita but even after writing or reading there is no guarantee that the person might have understood bhagavad gita so what is the test whether somebody has understood bhagavad gita or not he should understand the most confidential knowledge of bhagavad gita there are basics also mentioned in bhagavad gita the basics common sense knowledge what is common sense knowledge common sense knowledge is jayate dhruvam mrityur dhruvam janmam ritasya cha one who has taken birth he will die one who is dead he will take birth again and even less than this this also requires little sense higher sense that soul is eternal if i am dying today i will take birth again tomorrow in another body this also might be difficult to understand then further common sense what is that even if you are not able to understand the soul then ultimately everything is chemical right <laughs> why you are getting stressed if bulk of chemical has gone away from your life <laughs> correct you remove some remove some sodium potassium <laughs> nitrous oxide from your room will you cry <laughs> so this even body is combination of that only so when there is death in the family why do you cry it is loss of chemicals only <laughs> so if you don't believe in the existence of soul then only you are losing chemical <laughs> so chemicals we lose anyway every day so who cries for loss of chemicals so this fundamental understanding is explained but however 
this not all about bhagavad gita krishna has come not to give this philosophy which is given even by the atheists and they also are able to manage their emotions nicely krishna has come here to explain most confidential instruction and what is that most confidential instruction sarv dharman parityajya maam ekam sharanam raja completely surrendering oneself unto krishna so when one is able to completely surrender himself unto krishna that means that he or she has understood bhagavad gita so unless one comes to the point of surrender it means i have not understood realization is missing in my life so by this we can test if i have surrendered that means i have understood bhagavad gita completely but when people hear this confidential instruction they protest prabhupada does what kind of god is krishna see my my lord shiva is so good he never tells you surrender completely unto me <laughs> or any other devta they don't tell you surrender completely unto me only krishna tells you surrender unto me <laughs> durga is not telling you surrender completely unto me you worship only me lord shiva is not telling you worship only me lord ganesha also is not telling you worship only me they are so liberal they are open minded krishna is close minded god <laughs> he belongs to old school <laughs> he is envious god he is having envy of other devatas devis he tells only this krishna tells you worship only me and not just worshiping he is telling yat karoshi yat joshi yat dadasi whatever you eat offer to me whatever you give you give to me <laughs> if you worship any one worship me with this too much so what kind of god is krishna no god tells you worship only me you surrender only ma mekam only unto me not anybody else give up everything forget all other duties all other responsibilities give up everything surrender only unto me worship only me ma mekam charanam raja so they are not able to understand only unto krishna everything i should give just to krishna and thus people uh, they tell no this is not right many people they tell this thing why krishna it is it is uh, he is so demanding but actually it is also the other way around it is because yes the other devi devdas they are not adi dev they are not the source of all the other demigods but krishna is adi devam ajam vibhum this is the conclusion of bhagavad gita after arjuna heard from krishna he says adi devam you are not just devatas although you appear to be one of the demigods but you are not you are adi devam you are the source of all the other devatas ajam vibhum you are unborn the devatas also take birth but you are unborn ajam vibhum you are all powerful so the other devatas are not telling you surrender only unto me because it is not fact by surrendering to other devatas uh, perfection of life will not be attained so that is why they don't tell they don't take guarantee you surrender unto me i will square up your sinful reactions because they cannot that is why krishna is called mukunda giver of liberation krishna can square up all our past reactions of life otherwise it is not possible but when the same statement is spoken by by whom by the loving wife offer your salary only unto me whatever you earn give only me <laughs> don't go to any other <laughs> woman <laughs> don't go to your friends also spend time with me after office straight you come to home yes sir yes ma'am i surrender unto you <laughs> i remain your eternal servant life after life <laughs> so there we submit without any protest there we don't tell my wife is very demanding or she is asking all the money she is not telling me to she is not allowing me to spend time with my friends only my college mates my other she tells no come straight home <laughs> spend all time with me don't watch any other face don't don't do anything else so but there we surrender there we follow why because there is loving relationship same thing same thing wife is telling same thing husband but in case of krishna we are not willing to do in case of wife yes now we are giving books 
wife is saying don't take don't take yes i will not take he will agree so surrendered <laughs> i mean of course yeah sometimes wife is willing husband will deny so they are surrender to husband or surrender to wife whatever they tell so they agree very easily why because there is love so called love some glimpse of love but in case of krishna there is envy that is why we don't we protest but if our family members are demanding the same thing our boyfriend girlfriend is demanding the same thing we will agree yes i will not talk to anyone i will not speak to anyone i will i will completely agree that is why when prabhupad was being asked you know because we follow so many rules regulations here and we do not have answers prabhupad it is told in nectar of devotion you don't wear this dress of this color when you go to temple uh, do we have to why what is the reason so prabhupad tells for everything reason may not be explained immediately but it is a fact that it should be followed so like this unlimited rules regulations are there but prabhupad tells we follow because we have love we have love for the acharya so we don't ask why of course we have to ask fundamental reasons what is the principle but details uh, where this don't wear this do this don't do that so prabhupad tells we follow because acharyas have told us that is called love not everything why why acharyas have told so i am following this called love so when we follow that means we love somebody and when we don't follow that means there is envy in the heart so thus we can understand we are envious of krishna because we don't want to follow krishna we don't want to surrender krishna is giving simple rules and regulations but i don't want so in this way we can understand this is present in our heart this envy is very much there otherwise immediately we will surrender completely so when we become envious of krishna then what happens ichha dvesha samutthena dvandva mohena bharata then a person develops material desire and then when there is material desire envy then dvandva mohena bharata person gets illusioned by dvandva dualities of this material world the living entity sarge anti parantapa the living entity comes here in this material world so we are stuck in this material world only because of this envy in the heart as soon as there is envy for krishna then there is no love when there is no love then what happens love of god is the ultimate satisfaction of the senses now the senses are dissatisfied then they demand another kind of satisfaction independent of krishna and that is called sense gratification and then the living entity in order to gratify the senses takes birth in this material world and then because we are envious of krishna and everyone is part and parcel of krishna in this world those who take birth all of us are envious of each other we cannot see each other prospering more than us progressing more than us so that is why this entire material world is based on envy this is the fundamental cause thus prabhupada explains in a lecture this krishna consciousness movement is for such person who is no more jealous who is no more envious can anyone guess this is lecture for which verse very famous verse dharma projita kaitavo atra parmo nirmassanaanam satam shrimad bhagavatam second verse itself so this bhagavat dharma is meant for whom for those people who are nirmatsara matsar means enviousness so this bhagavat dharma what we are trying to understand it can be understood realized only by the people who are free from envy so those people who envy each other live in a society they partake in the competition society which is full of competition they cannot understand so as long as envy is there in the heart bhagavat one cannot understand parmo nirmassaranam satam those who are freed completely freed from this material envy and competition they can realize this bhagavat dharma so prabhupada is writing this krishna consciousness movement is for such person who is no more jealous who is no more envious perfect person dharma proja projahita kaitavo atra parmo nirmassaranam satam vastavam vastu vedyam atra those who are jealous and envious they are within this material world and those who are not jealous they are in the spiritual world simple thing you test yourself whether i am jealous envious of my other associates friends everything 
then I am in the material world. And if I am not jealous, then I am in the spiritual world. Anyone can test. There is no question of whether I am spiritually advanced or not. You can test yourself. So thus Prabhupada is setting this as benchmark for spiritual advancement. So Prabhupada says everybody can test whether you are in material world or in spiritual world. Even living in the temple or in the residencies where everyone is worshipping Krishna, Krishna is present personally. We might not be in Vaikuntha if our heart is full of envy. Even we go in Dham, but if our heart is full of envy, then we are not in Dham. We will not experience Dham. On the other hand, a person might be living in very crowded, materialistic city, a metropolitan city. But one could be in Vaikuntha if heart is free of envy. So thus Prabhupada tells, this is the test. You can check for yourself whether my heart, Prabhupada is telling, you test yourself, quotes, whether I am jealous, envious of my other associates, friends, everything, unquote, then I am in material world. And if I am not jealous, then I am in the spiritual world. Anyone can test. So actually all the problems in the heart is only because of this envy. People are telling stress, stress. They are having big workshops on stress management. And another disease is their secular. So they tell Swamiji, please come and speak on stress management, but please don't talk on Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> Without understanding Bhagavad Gita, they want to get relief from stress. They want to go to heaven, but they don't want to die. <laughs> so that is not possible, sir. <laughs> so that's Prabhupada is telling. So we can test. So if I am now, how do we understand envy? Envy means I don't become happy seeing others. If I become very happy, that is why Sanatan Goswami has told, first Vaishnava etiquette is, I should be very happy on seeing the Vaishnavas. So jealousy otherwise also is not alright. Devotee should not be jealous of anybody because everyone is part and parcel of Krishna. Even those people who are jealous from us, envious people, like Hiranyakashipu, devotee is not even jealous of even them. But devotee is indifferent. Why? So that they don't disturb our devotional service. So in order to proceed uninterruptedly in our devotional service, we become indifferent. We don't indulge with them. But it is not that we hate them. Devotee does not hate anyone. But devotee is indifferent. Neither love nor hate. Don't interact with them. Otherwise, they will hamper your devotional service. So we should not be envious of anyone. But especially, we should never be envious of Vaishnavas. That is very, very dangerous. And that is self-destructive. If you become envious of the Vaishnavas, nothing, nothing dangerous like that. That is why Rahu Gana, he became very much afraid when he recognized that this palanquin carrier, he is Mahabhagwa Jadbharat. And he immediately came out of his palanquin, he fell at the feet of Jadbharat. And he told, I am not afraid of anybody, I am not afraid of even the Vajra, the weapon of Indra. I am not afraid of anyone in this world, but I am afraid of offending a Brahmana. Offense to Brahmana is so dangerous that King Nriga, nobody has seen anybody as charitable as King Nriga. He was so charitable, it is told. He donated as many cows as there are particles of dust on the planet of earth. It means uncountable cows he had given in charity, extremely charitable. But then what happened? When he gave cow in charity to somebody, then that cow moved out of, uh, from the yard of that brahmana went and joined the yard of another brahmana and then this brahmana thought like this king is doing charity <laughs> same cow is donating to more than one brahmanas so they went to the king and they told this is the issue what is this so king explained actually it is not my mistake and uh, it is i don't do this thing somehow cow would have come to your place so brahmanas also he told ki no please take another thousands of cows and please uh, don't uh, get dissatisfied because of this. So Brahmanas, of course, they did not take direct offense at the king. But because indirectly Brahmanas were of offended by this activity. They did not take. They also understood it is not this thing. But because indirectly the Brahmanas got disturbed. Indirectly because the cow moved and they became angry upon the king. The king became lizard in the next life. So we can just understand that offending brahmanas is how much dangerous there was no direct offense taken by the brahmanas 
one cow moved that cow was given by the king so king got the lizard body <laughs> so we can understand that is why krishna is called go brahman hitaycha <clears throat> namo brahmanya devaye go brahman krishna is very very protective of the cows and brahmanas so thus we should be very careful that brahmanas are never offended and what to speak of vaishnavas who are devotees of krishna so that is why one should be very very careful in mind body and words one should not offend the vaishnavas otherwise one spiritual life gets finished in no time so this aparad offense is very dangerous so like this unlimited offenses are there offense of chitraketu maharaj is there who became a demon in the next life and of course these instructions are there for our example but still it is example means we should understand that vaishna offenses sobhari muni's example such a great muni he is sitting within the water and meditating for many many years he was within water who can go within water for more than few minutes but he was there for many years i think hundreds of years for a long time but then finally what happened he got agitated seeing fishes copulate i don't get agitated seeing animals copulate or fishes copulate how yogi could get agitated it was because of vaishna offense he gave protection to a fish which was meant to be consumed by garun dev so because of this vaishna offense material desires arose in the heart so this material desires immediately they set place in our heart and we can fall down to abominable activities if we become envious of the vaishnavas so thus it is very very dangerous <laughs> and one very vivid example is there so this is example of the sons of sagar maharaj so sagar maharaj had two wives one wife was sumati another was keshini from uh, keshini had got one son asmanjas from sumati he had another how many sons 60000 60000 yes 60000 sons he had and uh, he was doing ashwamed yagya and king indra of course got scared because uh, we become indra we attain such materially advanced position by doing yagyas we don't become successful by hard work regulated work is required but by hard work nobody attains anything so regulated work is required along with performance of pious activities pious activities are the foundation everyone in this world is putting just same amount of work but they are in different wells right everyone is working same hours 8 to 10 hours in a day very workaholic maybe 12 14 hours in a day but not more than that but somebody is making 10000 a month somebody is making 10 millions or billions a month also putting in the same so why there is difference it is because of pious activities of past life so because of yagya the pious activities one elevates oneself materially so king indra has attained that position because of doing yagyas 100 yagyas so when he saw that sagar maharaj is also doing similar yagya he might tomorrow claim the my position so he stole the horse and he let loose the horse near the ashram of kapil muni who is kapil muni incarnation of krishna he was sitting and doing meditation so when the sons of sagar maharaj he went there bewilderment was created by indra and they got bewildered they thought kapil muni is the thief he has stolen the horse and now he is feigning that he is meditating so actually he is thief and they started shouting slogans and curses and they told attack this person and he is the thief let us arrest him kill him and as soon as they spoke like this charged towards kapil dev what happened they got burnt immediately and there is debate among the scholars that kapil muni his fury got them burnt he became very angry he was a powerful mystic yogi he could do that so he burnt them down and if you search on internet or wikipedia other places they will tell uh, sagar maharaj his sons got burnt by kapil muni so that is why we should not resort to internet for understanding the vedic scriptures otherwise we will be misled if you read bhagavatam in bhagavatam there is a direct verse so this is a misunderstanding that kapil muni he burned the sons of sagar maharaj kapil muni is in shuddha sattva guna there is no question of envy in his body so there is no difference between friends and enemy for such a person like kapil muni who especially come here to uh, describe tapasya penance the qualities of a brahmana self control 
So direct verse is there in Bhagavatam that it is not possible. Kapil Muni has not done that. So people are not reading direct verse of the Bhagavatam. And on internet, if you see, there will be images that fire is coming out of eye of or the forehead of Kapil Muni. The Sagar, uh, his sons are getting burnt. So that is why we should be very, very careful not to resort to internet. We'll get confused. Many created Vedic stories are there. Many other stories are there anyway. So thus, from then, uh, how did they die? So they died because of fire. It is present in our body. That is how the body maintains temperature. Even in the winters, the food gets inside, gets digested. So there is fire element in the body. So this fire which is present in the body, that fire grew so much that they became self-immolated. The yogis also do that, do this. Just like Sati, wife of Lord Shiva. She also, by her yogic practice, she increased the fire of her body and then burnt herself to ashes. Similarly, Dhritarashtra also. So by yogic process, they can increase the fire of the body and they leave the body. But here, this fire increased automatically and they all got burnt. So in this way, it is mentioned, when one offends the Vaishnava, then one gets destroyed by his own powers, which he has acquired by virtue of power act his past activities. His own power will act against him when one offends the Vaishnavas. So thus it is very, very dangerous. We should be very careful. In mind-body words, never to offend the Vaishnavas. Never mind what is the behavior of the Vaishnava. What is, but one should always be very respectful. Very, One should never express envy. One should not have envy for anyone and what to speak of Vaishnavas. That is why the first instruction by Sanatana Goswami is what? He is describing Vaishnava Prath. And the first Vaishnava Prath is not being happy on seeing the Vaishnava. So one should be very glad. If I am not happy on seeing anyone, it means I am envious. So one should be very glad on seeing each other, on seeing the devotee. That means yes, then there is love in my life. So when this envy takes place in the heart, then what happens? Then person falls into illusion. Then a person comes into this material world in material consciousness. And when a person comes to this material world, then what happens? Then dvandva, then we create dualities. Then we tell this is good and this is bad. This is very nicely explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Antya Leela. In instructions to Sanatana Goswami, Lord Chaitanya explains, Dvaite Bhadra Bhadra Jnana Ehi Sab Mano Dharma Ehi Bhala Ehi Manda Ehi Sab Brahma Dvaite Bhadra Bhadra Jnana Bhadra means good, Abhadra means bad. So Prabhupada very nicely translates. In the material world, conception of good and bad are all mental speculations. We think that something is good in this material world, yes? This prosperity, this position, this city, this thing, this person is good. This person, this place, this thing, this activity is bad. So here it is mentioned. In the material world, the conception of good and bad are all mental speculations. Therefore, saying this is good and this is bad is all a mistake. So if I identify this is good and this is bad, this is a mistake. Prabhupada explains, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the absolute truth, ever existing with different varieties of energies. When one is absorbed in the illusory energy of Krishna and cannot understand Krishna, one cannot ascertain what is good and bad for him. Conceptions of good and bad are all imaginations or mental speculations. When one forgets that he is an eternal servant of Krishna, he wants to enjoy the material world, through different plans. At that time, he dis distinguishes between material plans that are good and those that are bad. Actually, however, they are all false. The whole material world is disturbed because their good plans are being foiled. Correct? Everyone is making plans. This is good plan. If I do like this, I will be very happy. <laughs> and my good plan is not becoming successful. So Prabhupada explains, at that time he distinguishes between material plans that are good and those that are bad. This was good policy. This government is good. This government is bad. 
this government makes bad policies. <laughs> so this is all a mistake. Actually, however, they are all false. So-called good plan, so-called bad plan. In a jail, we don't find gentlemen and bad men. All are bad. <laughs> jail is no place for gentlemen, good men. So thus, every plan in this material world is a bad plan. Because it is planned for envy of Krishna and material enjoyment. And material enjoyment is no enjoyment. It is actually, Prabhupada explains, enjoying the cool body of snake. Snake's body is very cool and soft to touch. If a person garlands himself thinking, oh, this is very nice garland. <laughs> very cool, very soft. <laughs> very soon he will experience another feature of snake. <laughs> so that is the nature of this material world. That is why the senses are called Kal. Kal means death or snake. The senses are compared to venomous snakes. If one wants to enjoy the cool body of snake, the result will be death. So similarly, if we want to enjoy the senses which are called kal, kal means death or snake. Snake represents death. So immediately there is a snake represents envy. So the sense enjoyment senses also represent envy, material senses. So those who love Krishna, they don't want to enjoy their senses. So one wants to enjoy the senses only when one is envious. So this is very dangerous. Sense enjoyment is death. As soon as we desire material enjoyment, immediately we create laws of karma. We get entangled. We create more material bodies, more misery for ourselves. That is why this is the fundamental teaching of Bhagavad Gita. That don't enjoy the senses. Control, restrict the senses. Good plans, bad plans of sense enjoyment are like how I can garland nicely with snake. This is called good plan. One who is expert, he very nicely garlands himself with snake. Dvaite, Bhadra, Bhadragyana, Aesab, this is mental concoction. Everything is bad in this material world. So, thus being illusioned by the illusory energy, one is not able to understand this. There is actually something which is on absolute good, absolute platform. There is something good which is taking us towards Krishna, but a person is not able to understand what is my absolute good. In relative world, one person thinks this is good and this is bad. However, the wise persons, learned persons, again, so this Sagar Maharaj's history is very instructive. So when the 60,000 sons got burned, then what happened? The horse is required. Unless horse is there, Ashwamedha cannot happen. So then he sent who? Another son. His name was Asmanjas. So then he's told that they have not come back. Please find out. All 60,000 have gone missing. So please find out where are they and where is uh, uh, that horse. Uh, <coughs> sorry, not Asmanjas. Ayushman. Asmanjas' son was sent. So he told your uh, these uh, uncles are missing and the horse is also missing. Asmanjas was not sent. Why? Because Asmanjas was a very advanced devotee. He was Jati Smara. What is Jati Smara? Jati Smara. Those who are able to remember their past life. So he was a very advanced yogi in previous life. Because of wrong association, he fell down. It is mentioned in Bhagavatam. So this association, wrong association is so dangerous. The devotee falls down because of this. So very advanced devotee, but he fell down because of wrong association. So those who are very, very advanced by Krishna's special blessings, they are able to remember their past lives. They don't get illusion that I am the body. They clearly remember in previous life, this was my situation and I fell down. So people complain that why don't we remember our past life? That way we learn very fast. Correct? So the thing is because we don't want to learn, so we don't remember. If we want to learn actually, we want self-realization, Krishna will make us remember just like Bharat Maharaj was Jati Smara, Asmanjas was Jati Smara. So he was knowing that because of that bad association, I fell down. So in this life, he behaved like a crazy person and he was doing abominable things. Probably that is why he was given the name Asmanjas. <laughs> what he is doing, nobody understands. <laughs> and what he will do, he will go to the bank of the river. And some small children would be playing. He'll pick them and throw them in the depths of the water. Kill them. 
nobody understand what he is doing son of king he is throwing children into water so then king he became uh, uh, very detached from his son and he banished his son from the kingdom so as we discussed the king has to be also very detached the leaders the brahmanas vaishnavas they have to give up attachment for family otherwise they cannot do their duty nicely so how king can punish because his own son is also subject he may do wrong things so because his son also has committed crime so he gave up attachment for his son and he banished and when he got banished why he was doing such activities because he was knowing so apparently this is very bad activity throwing people into death into the depths of river and like this he was doing all abominable actions for which nobody can love him so these are bad actions but actually a is a manodharma these bad actions were actually for his good because he was knowing if i behave like a gentleman what will happen people will so call love me show affection show kindness you become unkind to somebody then nobody can remain kind to you you become unsuccessful in this world nobody will be kind husband wife children father mother <laughs> then we'll see the real face of this world <laughs> just become unsuccessful in this world <laughs> nobody will be kind to you so thus prabhupada writes in his vrindavan bhajan so where are all those my fathers uncles children family members all i have got is but a list of names now because i have not got any money i am penniless nobody cares for me so my has shown me the naked face of this material world so although i am alone here in this material world but this loneliness gives me a laugh so what all is left of my relatives is but a list of names so when we don't have any money we are broke nobody will care for us in this material world nobody will care even the closest relatives they will curse what are you doing you are good for nothing so thus we see the real face so this so called affection love care that we feel in this world is because of the opulences that we have the little whatever success we have in this world little money that we have so thus asmanjas was jati smara he was advanced yogi he was knowing now i should not behave like a successful man that is why exalted devotees like jad bharat maharaj another paramansa um prahlad maharaj meets in jungle we read in bhagavatam he was behaving like animal but prahlad maharaj being also paramansa he could understand he is not mad man he is very exalted similarly rishabh dev was behaving like shukdev goswami so the most exalted people they behave like mad and the mad behave like 10 pointer see my degree i have gone to stanford <laughs> don't you see i get promotions <laughs> so those who are most mad they will behave most intelligently in material world and most intelligent will behave like most mad ya nisha sarvabhuta nam tasyam jagarti sanyami what is day for spiritualist is night for materialist so thus when asmanjas was banished in this way his purpose of life got fulfilled then he was advanced yogi he went back and he brought all the dead children back into life and the king was ruling from ayodhya sagar so all the ayodhya vasis they got surprised what is this he is such a powerful yogi he can bring dead people back into life that was his power so the king then understood the whole scene he greatly lamented his action but asmanjas was not to stay back then he took sanyas went away anyway he was banished he went away after bringing them back into life so that is why vaishnava era kriya mudra vigyena bhujaya nobody can understand the activities of vaishnava one should not try to understand they may do very bad abominable behavior but that could be extraordinary actions in the service of krishna so thus we have to understand that so called good and so called bad there is all mental concoction so called bad activities which asmanjas was doing they were very good activities for his spiritual advancement so thus in this material world there is nothing good and bad rather plan for so called good actually happens actually works for our own degradation in this material world so one should simply remain non envious remain surrendered to krishna and work only for advancing in krishna consciousness and give up the envy 
by giving up the envy one will be able to make advancement into knowledge come out of this duality and then one becomes free then there is no stress in life because there is nothing no good plan material enjoyment itself is bad the senses are snakes so why am i making plans to enjoy the garland of snake so one should just live maintaining the body in the service of krishna give up all envy and follow all the plans of krishna all the instructions of krishna very very nicely and uh, <clears throat> sometimes people ask but if i become non envious like this from others then others will bully me yes i am good prabhu but others are not good no in this material world so if i become if i don't hate my enemies i behave nicely with them also then they will take me for granted and i will get disturbed yes this is what we think so i also should envy them i should also curse them i should take some action so it is told no it is it is again the other way around that is why there is so much illusion in this material world we don't understand something bad is taken as good in this material world so very nice shloka is there in bhagavatam so this is uh, again from the 7th canto here narad muni is instructing what should be the ideal society what should be the ideal behavior so narad muni is explaining very nicely please hear carefully kripaya bhut jam dukham daivam jahya samadhina atmajam yog viryena nidram satva nishevaya so we all understand there are three kinds of miseries in this world which are three miseries adibhautik and adhyatmik miseries from supernatural causes miseries from my own mind and body diseases mental trouble and miseries from other living entities who are envious there could be trouble because of them so here solution is being given if you are surrounded by other living entities who are causing you trouble what is the remedy so the remedy is kripaya bhutajam dukham bhutajam dukham is adibhautik misery dukha created by others so what is the remedy is kripaya by good behavior and freedom from envy one should counteract sufferings due to other living entities by meditation in trance one should counteract sufferings due to providence adi daivik misery so if there is adi daivik misery supernatural we have no control disease will happen old age will happen earthquake famine can happen how to come out of it by meditation in trance how do we meditate in trance by chanting hari krishna mantra very sincerely so by chanting hari krishna mantra we should reach a stage of trance automatically if we hear very nicely sincerely then we reach a stage of trance by chanting hari krishna so when we are able to meditate in trance by chanting hari krishna we can counteract the miseries created by providence by supernatural powers and as far as miseries by other living entities are concerned what is the remedy by good behavior and freedom from envy one should counteract sufferings due to other living entities so if we are having good behavior even for the people who are envious this is what is shown by chaitanya mahaprabhu mayavadis were envious of him they were blaspheming him calling him sentimentalist madman but mahaprabhu was extremely gentle in his behavior and this is durvasa muni he was hell bent to kill amrish maharaj but amrish maharaj always very humble so thus the miseries by other living entities can be counteracted by good behavior and freedom from envy so it is not that for if i am envious i will harm others no if i am envious i will harm myself harm to others is going to come as per their destiny if harm is going to come it will come it is not going to come it is not going to come but if i become envious i harm i harm myself the sons of sagara they got burned by the fire we might not get burnt like that but our heart is anyway burning so why everyone is suffering in this material world this so called stress that we feel in our job in our studies it is nothing but the burning of our own heart because of envy that we have i cannot see anybody scoring more than me earning more than me prospering more than me so thus i take stress so thus it is our envy actually which is creating trouble in our life if you are not envious then where is stress because there is no competition in society you love everyone you will not want to compete with the people you love 
So thus all the stress in our life is only because of envy. I cannot see others doing more than us, better than us. So thus all the trouble in our life is only because of envy. Our heart is burning because of this envy. So thus other living entities are not causing trouble. Oh, he's studying so much, so I also have to study. No, because you are envious. That is why you are put into trouble. So that is why it is told here, by good behavior and freedom from envy. So it is not that I suffer because of thus Prabhupada is told, as we have discussed many times. I think I suffer because of lack of other person's Krishna consciousness. That is not fact. I suffer because of lack of my Krishna consciousness. I am not free of envy. So thus, I have to have very good behavior. If I have good behavior, in my heart envy is not there. I will be always happy. I will not be disturbed by others. Others will not be able to disturb me. I will be free from the adibhautic miseries. So this is very, very important point. Now the solution is how to do it. <laughs> we have understood. Freedom from envy should be done. So what is the process? So two processes are recommended. One process is just previous to this verse. Kripya Bhutajam Dukkham, it is told. Narad Muni is explaining in ideal society how one should become free from envy. Hinsam Kamadi Anihaya Anvikshikya Shok Mohau Dambham Mahat Upasaya By discussing spiritual knowledge, one can conquer lamentation and illusion. By serving a great devotee, one can become prideless. By keeping silent, one can avoid obstacles on the path of mystic yoga. And simply by stopping sense gratification, one can conquer envy. So simply by stopping sense gratification, one can conquer envy. So there is envy because there is competition for sense enjoyment. I also want to enjoy, they also want to enjoy. So there is envy. So if we stop sense gratification, I don't want to enjoy in this material world, then there is no competition and there is no envy. So thus it is told, by stopping sense gratification, one can conquer envy. So when Prabhupada was asked, Prabhupada replies, you ask how you can become free of envy. So how do we stop sense gratification is the next question. So Prabhupada is answering. You ask how you can become free of envy simply by chanting Hare Krishna. Lord Chaitanya has said, the heart will become cleaned of all the dirty things accumulated in the heart. It is not that we have to endeavor separately to become rid of envy or any deficiency or impurity. In this age, the chanting of Hare Krishna is recommended as the only possible method to associate with Krishna. By offenseless chanting, when we associate with Krishna through His holy name, then all inauspicious things are cleared from the heart. So wherever you are, you should always go on chanting and that in itself will bring all perfection. So this is one instance. Another instance Prabhupada was asked in Q&A session. Then Prabhupada answers. Devotee asks, how to become free of envy? How do we become free of envy? Prabhupada envy, devotee, hmm? Prabhupada answers. What does Prabhupada say? Yes? No. Prabhupada tells, you don't become envious of your spiritual master. Then you will become free from envy. As soon as you become envious to your spiritual master, then you will, then begins enviousness. Chant Hare Krishna. So envious of spiritual master means what? It means not surrendering to spiritual master. That means envy. If I don't follow anybody completely, that means envy. Why should I submit? I will not. So that is why one should completely surrender unto spiritual master. Follow all the rules and regulations very strictly. This is called love. So when we follow very nicely all the rules regulations given by spiritual master surrender completely that means we are not envious of spiritual master and when we are not envious of spiritual master then we can become free from envy then we can actually chant Hare Krishna nicely. So we have to that is why Adav Guru Vashrayam first one has to become free from envy become menial servant of the dust of lotus feet of spiritual master follow without exception all the rules and regulations follow his plans for our life. And then we'll be able to chant Hare Krishna, which is the next remedy given by Prabhupada. In this way, heart becomes freed from envy. So both this process should be done very nicely. Take complete shelter of spiritual master by surrendering. Follow all the rules, regulations strictly. And then we'll be able to chant nicely. So by doing this process, we become free from envy. And envy is the root cause of everything in this material world, all the problems.
So that's Narsingh Dev is telling here. Because of being attached to devotional service to me, my devotee does not distinguish between lower and higher living entities. So there is no envy. There is nothing called higher. There is nothing called lower. Devotee understands because of virtue of his attachment to devotional service, he understands it is all illusion, mental concoction. There is nothing higher, lower in this world. So thus, in all respects, he is never jealous of anyone. So thus, we should try to see that I am not jealous, never among the Vaishnavas and not of other living entities also. There should not be a person whom I hate seeing, I hate watching. I should be very glad to see every person as temple of Lord Krishna, not just person, every living entity. And thus, we should try to see the super soul within all the living entities, within every object, and thus be respectful to Krishna and Krishna's energy. In this way, we become non-envious. We'll end here. Any questions? So the question is, Kansa also was similarly envious. He was also uh, persecuting Brahmanas and other living entities. So how do we understand this? He did not get burnt. <laughs> so details will be given by Acharya and ultimately we know it is Krishna's plan. If he gets burnt, how Krishna will come and how the, all the pastimes will happen. So thus various pastimes happen in order to give us different instructions in the different yugas and different incarnations. Yeah. Anshuman. Yeah. Then same question is, then Anshuman, he goes to that place. Then what happened after this suspense? <laughs> that is why Bhagavatam was written in the form of stories. At least people will read. <laughs> Direct philosophy. Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so Anshuman, when he went there, he offered respects. He was very cultured, being son of such a great soul as Asmanjas. He offered respects to Kapil Muni. And then he asked, uh, he told my uncles, he saw their ashes, how can I deliver them? It is my duty. It is a duty of the descendant to deliver the forefathers. It is one of the obligation and he was aware of his duty and obligation. So then he was given the remedy that uh, there is only one remedy. What is the remedy? If their ashes can come in contact with Mother Ganges, Ganga. But Ganga is flowing in the heavenly planets. How she will come here on this planet? <laughs> so thus he started rigorous austerity to call Mother Ganges to this planet. So just imagine Mother Ganges is so pure. What to speak of directly taking bath? If the ashes of a dead man also come in contact with Ganga, the person, the soul gets purified. So how purifying is the activity of directly taking bath in Ganges? And then it is told, one purifies gradually by taking bath in Ganges, but by reading Bhagavad Gita, one gets purified. So what is purification? By reading and hearing Bhagavad Gita. So we can just imagine what is this purification. So anyway, so then he started doing rigorous tapasya, but he failed. It is not easy. <laughs> so he was not able to please Ganges. He died doing austerities. And then his son came. I think his son was Dilip. He also died. He also could not do. He did rigorous tapasya. And then his son came. His son was Bhagirath. Finally, he was successful. That is why it's told Bhagirath Prayas. An extraordinary endeavor is called Bhagirath Prayas. He has endeavored like Bhagirath. He did such extraordinary tapasya that his father died, his grandfather died doing tapasya. He could not become successful, but he became successful in pleasing Ganga. Then Ganges came here. By that path, she agreed to come. And then they all got purified and delivered. Into the to life. No. 
No, no, no. Asmanjas brought back into life the children he was killing. It was activity pastime of Asmanjas that the children who would play on the bank of Ganges, he will throw them into water and kill them. <laughs> he brought them into life. Uh, can you please repeat? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, good question. So ordinary person, if he commits any bad, just like anybody's killing. So killer should be killed immediately, right? But if a Vaishnava is killing, then what to do? Or Vaishnava is doing abominable activity. <laughs> now it is Vaishnava Prad or what it is. Yes, so... Uh, This situation was there, present before Arjun also, when Ashwatthama he did abominable action of beheading the five sons of Pandavas who were actually sleeping. This against the code of Kshatriya, against the code of all morality. And he tried to kill the child in the womb, that is most abominable activity. So he did most abominable actions. And... Uh, uh, but then he was Brahmana, at least son of, he was not called Brahmana, he was called Brahma Bandhu, but even Brahma Bandhu also should not be killed, it is told. So, but he should be killed also because he is aggressor. So Arjuna became uh, he, this thing. So Krishna is telling, yes, kill him, kill him. And <laughs> Bhima is also telling, kill him, yes. Krishna is quoting various scriptures, you should kill. And then Draupadi is telling you, this Chir Maharaj is telling, don't kill, he should not be killed, it is against religion. And Arjuna is telling, both things are fact, religion tells he should be killed, religion tells he should not be killed. So Arjuna was very expert, Prabhupada, thus a devotee is very expert. So he killed him as well as not killed him by removing the money from his forehead. And uh, so in this way, that is why dharma is very complex. <laughs> what to do, what not to do. So thus expert pure devotees decide. And under guidance of pure devotee, suitable action is taken. How it should be dealt with. But uh, in the case of pure devotees, they are killing, they are saving, one should not interfere. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, so then it is your bad luck. <laughs> 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 so very many could not, my, did not appreciate value of Garun Dev. He was doing compassion of fish, I will save you. But then he fell down. So that is bad luck if one does not identify. <laughs> so question is, envy is very bad quality. So, in spiritual world, how bad quality can be there that we are in this material world? So, all the qualities are good. So, in spiritual world, also Prabhupada, there is envy. That is we have, why we have this competition in book marathon also. So, everyone wants to defeat other party. So, Prabhupada, this is very good. So, there is this uh, envy in spiritual world also. But this is different from material envy. So, this competition, this thing is there. Other devotees, they see... Oh, this devotee has got such favor of Krishna. So Krishna has got, uh, uh, Krishna has shown so much of mercy. Let me also try to serve in a similar way. So devotees become very glad by seeing other service and they also want to increase their service. This is called transcendental envy. Their heart doesn't burn seeing other service. They don't want to cut down others. So thus this envy is there in the heart when uh, Radharani sees that Krishna is going to other gopis. Chandravali, who is competitor, there also competition is there. But this envy, it increases the pleasure of devotional service of Krishna. But when this envy is used against Krishna, that leads to fall down. So thus anger, envy, all the qualities are present in spiritual world, but they should be used nicely in the service of Krishna and not against Krishna. So that freedom is always there with the living entity. Because of that wrong use, the living entity comes here.
NVS. So my question is always first fully satisfied and feasible. Yeah. So why did you have the desire for timing and feasible? So Prabhupada gives example for a change. Just like every day you are giving me very tasty food items. One day I may desire, let me have this poha. Simple thing I want to eat today. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to enjoy this kind of pleasure, material happiness also. Let me enjoy becoming God. <laughs> so much I have served God. <laughs> so Krishna tells, okay, just like the instructions are given. Okay, you want to enjoy surfing, but follow these instructions. There are sharks in that area. Don't surf in that area. <laughs> Their ocean is very deep. Don't go there. Now it is high tide. Don't go in tides. Like this, a person can enjoy and come back. So, that, so Vedas are given. You want to go to material world? Okay, enjoy as per the Vedas. Your propensity will be fulfilled and you will come back to me. But if a person disregards Vedas, then he's lost. He's finished. Yeah. Pardon, a person? Asmanjas, yeah. Yoga, yeah. 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 Hmm. So the question is, Asmanjas, when he was behaving like a madman, he was killing, did he not get affected uh, by the sinful reaction? So the answer is no. That is why pure devotee is free from all the actions, reactions. In this life, just like Bharat Maharaj, almost pure, but yes, in this life, when he came to his senses, so thus uh, advanced yogis can do anything because they can also bring back a person to life. So if you can bring a person back to life, then you can kill also. <laughs> so that is why the laws, they differ person to person. He is knowing that I am doing this thing so that they remove me from the kingdom. <laughs> Online? Question is, which species of animals get transformed, transformed or transferred? Transferred to human form of life. So, monkey, tiger, cow and uh, human being can become human in next life. Question is, procrastination is a disease, how to remove? So, procrastination is not bad. Sense enjoyment should be procrastinated. <laughs> So that is very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but service of Krishna, surrender to Krishna uh, should not be, uh, monthly donation should not be procrastinated. <laughs> that should be done immediately. <laughs> so by chanting Hare Krishna, we get freedom from procrastination, which is uh, the result of Tamaguna. So, the question is, sometimes when we are living in the association of devotees also, uh, we see apparent favoritism, that this devotee is shown great favor or more favor, and I am not getting much favor. So, seeing such discrepancies, envy can take place in the heart. So, what should we think or how to deal in such a situation? So, the understanding is... All the actions, reactions, favoritism, unfavoritism, what is happening in our life, it is happening because of our actions of the past life. Or it is acting under direct control of Krishna. So in either case, if Krishna is directly controlling such a behavior for my purification or for testing myself 
okay go away see nobody cares for you go out go in maya <laughs> it could be a test so if krishna is directly arranging this thing i should be very glad it is krishna's arrangement or if it is happening again because of my past actions i should be satisfied so so called favor which is happening it is because of one's own past life past past karma so in this way devotee should always remain satisfied if somebody behaves in a bad manner with me that means i would have behaved badly in such a manner somebody gets extra facility that's because of his past actions so thus one should always remain satisfied everything is happening under control of krishna so if everything is under krishna's control where is the question of envy nobody is free to do anything that is why there is very famous verse in bhagavatam again prahlad maharaj says what is the verse nartasya chagadnam udanvati majjato nav taptasya tat pratividhir ya ihanjaseshtas tavad vibho tanubhritam tvad upekshitanam so a person who is who has taken shelter of a boat cannot be assured of not getting drowned even big ships have sunk and taptasya tat pratividhir ya ihanjaseshtas neither there is guarantee of getting cured by taking medicine from an expert physician one who is neglected by you these things cannot protect him so thus everything is under control of krishna nothing happens if krishna is not showing favor greatest of physicians will not be able to help greatest of the ships will not be able to save a person from drowning so that is why one should understand everything is happening under krishna's control why should i envy the postman he has brought sentence from the court court has given decision because of my actions is postman only any other question okay it's time up we'll finish granth ra shrimad bhagavatam ki jay jagat guru shila prabhupad ki